Welcome to the Denver Waldorf School Podcast. This is our place to connect as an intentional Waldorf community, to share the stories, wisdom, and artistry of our students, our educators, and all those who make this community come alive. This is our journey together. With Michaelmas around the corner, we prepare for one of our Hallmark festivals, teachers, students, and administrators alike. This year, our play, or pageant, looks quite different. It even bears a new name, the Festival of Courage. During the story this year, each grade represents a different nation, such as the Prairie Dog Nation, and each nation represents a different virtue, such as confidence. But there's an interesting and ominous twist that our education director, Vernon Dewey, who is here with me today, will talk more about on this podcast. I'm Jen Lamboy, and as always, I'm excited to have you with us. If you are just getting to know the Denver Waldorf School, we are founded on Rudolf Steiner's humanitarian curriculum. We believe education should foster what it is to be human, cultivate lifelong curiosity, and inspire love for the world. You can learn more at denverwaldorf.org. All right, Vernon. Paint for us the picture of what's going on at our school. Well, last week, all of us faculty and staff had a very fun time to start our meeting. Every week on Thursdays, we meet after school. And this last week, we had the joy of going outside together and lining up on the front steps, shoulder to shoulder, finding the little spot to squeeze in here or there. And down uh, in the courtyard there underneath the Honey Locust Trees was Miss Mariko with her keyboard and her smiling, shiny face uh, leading us through a song. And uh, it was nice. We hadn't all sung together in over a year. It was really incredible. And it's always fun to get put into the position of the students again. Um, sometimes teachers make wily students and uh, there was a lot of chuckles and laughter and Miss Mariko taking, saying, my turn, then your turn. I have to have my turn to shine and then it's your turn. And, uh, and all of us singing this um, beautiful song um, called Rider of Light. And we sang it all together. And I think we did a pretty good job. And I think we did. It sounded nice. <laughs> it sounded pretty nice. Mm -hmm. I wonder what it was like if you were a neighbor. <laughs> and um, and we did that. Well, one, because it's just nice to sing together. It really brings us all together as staff and faculty here at the school. Um, but also because that will be a song that we're going to end our pageant, our play with, that we're going to do as an entire school this year. All grades from 1 through 12 are going to gather uh, on October 4th outside on, in the playground field there and perform a play in the kindergarten. We'll get to watch on. Wonderful. And what is this play, Vernon? So um, here at the Denver Walter School, one of our uh, hallmarks is our festival life. And so throughout the year, we hold different festivals that speak to different themes that we see arising in nature throughout the course of the year um, and how those interact with us as human beings. Um, everything that nature uh, unfolds for us gives us an opportunity, um, has a gift for us and also a challenge for us. And so this festival that we'll be celebrating 
Um, historically in Waldorf schools, it's been known as Michaelmas. Uh, we also are embracing some um, other language that's more easily understandable for folks. Um, uh, and so you could also call it the Festival of Courage or the Festival of Will. And uh, what this festival is really about is um, about the reaping the bounty of the harvest that we all get after all of summer's light and warmth has blessed itself in our food. Um, we get to gather that up. And, but after that harvest is gone, um, the natural world starts to wither and withdraw and it gets dark and cold. We've even just noticed in this last week, mm -hmm. really suddenly with the equinox, it really getting so much colder quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and this poses challenges for us as human beings. You know, we talk about things like seasonal affective disorder and, um, or just a general kind of moodiness. Uh, maybe, maybe some listeners have found themselves in more conflict than usual. And, um, and so part of the festival is about uh, facing these things um, and overcoming them. And so this play will be centered around a story that takes place in a, in a place very much like our own, some interesting parallels. And um, each, of the, each of the grades will represent a different nation that live in this valley where two rivers meet and the plains meet the mountains. And each of those nations represents some kind of um, noble archetype or virtue. But a mysterious mist has emerged from the earth and wrapped itself around all of the nations and has turned their virtues into vices. Mm. And so now, uh, instead of courage, we find cowardice. Instead of love, we find hate. Um, instead of confidence, we find doubt. And um, so these things uh, wrap themselves around. And there's this one young woman who was um, in the mountains while this mist emerged and is possessed with some special qualities. Her name is Sophia which means wisdom. And uh, she comes down and finds all of her fellow people um, behaving all kinds of strange ways and makes it her mission to find a way to break the spell. And uh, by and by, the way that she discovers to break the spell is that words alone can't shake people from their reverie, but they actually have to do something to transform themselves. And so then everyone goes out and does good deeds out in the world. And so we have all of the classes will engage in service projects as part of the day um, to help kind of uh, show us that sometimes we just need to work our will a little bit and then our feeling and thinking life will follow. And, and then we will come back together and finish the play and uh, end with this beautiful song. Oh, wonderful. How do, um, if each of the grades represent a different nation, which represents a virtue or a vice, mm -hmm. how were those chosen? Like, for, can you give an example yeah. of? Right. So, um, I mean, the number 12 is a great number. 
And uh, there's a lot of stories with the number 12 in it. And so it's pretty wonderful that we have 12 grades to work with. Um, so we could look at that from a lot of different ways. You could look at the 12 months in the year, could look at the 12 signs of the Zodiac. We could, um, And so through that, um, uh, I kind of took the Zodiac as an inspiration there of looking at this and um, but then tried to make it more local in uh, its character. So some of them are a little easy, right? We have the ram. And so, of course, we have bighorn sheep here in Colorado. It's really nice, wonderful. Um, and then so, for example, for the crab, we took the crayfish, you know, which actually our students are very acquainted with yes. the crawdads <laughs> uh, over at Harvard Gulch. Um, and and so on and so we really tried to localize this or um we have the prairie dog nation also and the buffalo nation uh so really trying to re-indigenize our festival life so that um the students find themselves feeling a part of their local geography as well as a part of the course of time over the span of a year mm -hmm. yeah and who authored the story Oh, I, I wrote it. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, I was guessing that's where you were going. <laughs> I had a little inspiration. I mean, so as mm -hmm. a faculty, we've been really working. We've had this festival life for, you know, since the birth of the school, um, almost 50 years ago. And, but um, a lot of times they had, because our school movement was born out of Central Europe, um, they had, they were, the festival life had on that kind of costume, you might say. Um, and so over the last few years, we've been really working hard as a school to try to reimagine those festivals in a more local and universal context that everyone can really access. And so we did some studies as a faculty around, well, what are the meaning of each of these festivals? Um, and how, how do we also understand our own local time and place? And so it was out of that, um, that in the spring, I was reflecting on our work and I don't know, this inspiration came to me. Um, we had a, another play that we had done, have done in the past. Um, it was a beautiful play, wonderful archetypes, but well, it was a little um, medieval in terms of its flavor and feel and in European medieval, you know, um, and, and also it featured uh, the dragon. And uh, for the European, in European lore, the dragon is, you know, seen as kind of an enemy or a nemesis that's got to be subdued or tamed or slain. But that's not the case in a lot of other cultures, right? And so it can be pretty confusing for someone, say, from East Asia, uh, where a lot of these cultures um, actually have the dragon as regarded as a pretty divine, helpful being, mm -hmm. right? And so that was also part of the impetus for trying to find a different way to express the same ideas, but with different imagery. Well, and for a school that's set in an urban area, so we have the luxury of being in such a wonderful city, but then with access to the land where the ram lives, where the prairie <laughs> dogs, you know, even on the drive home, mm -hmm. we've caught a few coyotes you know, just yeah. on the, you know, just in the, in the golf course. And so it's, it's a reminder that we are um, in 
two places at once and we are not just one you know we were not just in one geographical location but we also our community is not one type there's there's Mm -hmm. many cultures within our community that that we've celebrated throughout the year um this year last year and as we started to dig into this what sounds like a re-examination of how we're doing Mm -hmm. not only because of where we were last year but just there seems like this large call yeah for a re-examination yeah yeah and so i think as a school we've made some more concerted efforts to um both highlight some of the cultural festivals that our own community has and practices so um you know i know a family last year shared their tradition of dia de los muertos with others and um you know uh you know just now i know the third grade um enjoyed a mid-autumn moon festival um little celebration and um which is celebrated by a lot of east asian cultures um, at the same time we have a really brilliant confluence of festivals this year where the full moon was on the equinox and there's that full moon was the one for the mid-autumn moon festival um, which is centered around this kind of giving thanks um, being with your family and having a little picnic under the moon mm-hmm. um, I know for my family uh, my uh, wife is American-born Chinese and so children are Chinese and so um, we, we took our little uh, picnic outside though the moon I I was kind of saying hurry up moon because it was <laughs> right it was rising late this year <laughs> during this time so I was like we need to go to bed but we also want to have our moon cake <laughs> um, and then also with Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur during around the same time of year um, and so in the um, one feature in the play that I tried to sort of I don't know subtly speak to some of the different um, uh, festivals or things that are happening, there's uh, a, a bugle call that sort of calls a council together to solve this problem. Um, and so that was a little bit of an homage to the shofar that's blown at Rosh Hashanah, you know, to kind of wake us up a little bit um, uh, to what's needed, you know, and to examine. Um, or, you know, there's a, a scene where there's a shooting star that flies overhead. And during this time, we have the Perseids meteor shower every year. Um, so. How do you, I guess maybe you, um, while you're talking about this and I'm thinking about the external, sort of the larger calendar, other festivals from other mm-hmm. cultures. Um, and it also makes me think about what happens within this school or around when in these times of we're transitioning out of the summer into the fall, mm-hmm. um, do you observe anything within the students and within that transition? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, so we start the school off year off and everyone's just very excited, rearing to go lots of new, you know? Um, and then as the fall sets in, we start to settle in, but then, um, there's a, a restlessness, uh, um, you know, the, I noticed that the children on the playground get a little more um, physical, you know, and so we have to kind of watch out for that a little bit more. Uh, and um, there's just sort of a, an eagerness to take hold of something. 
And I think one of the things we try to do as a school is to direct that energy in a rightful place. And so that's why um, giving them work to do with their hands and do deeds of goodwill are really helpful so that they're engaging their hands and their energy um, in really helpful ways. Um, Because otherwise they can get a little bit stirry and maybe cause a little more conflict than usual. Um, but if we give them more to chew with, chew on and work with, um, then I find that it, it helps resolve some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of the service projects? Are the teachers mm-hmm. each picking a different one or? So we have like? a lot of service projects. Um, you know, I mean, again, we're still in this pandemic, which makes things interesting in terms of going out to the community. Um, mm-hmm. And so a lot of our service projects this year are on campus. Um, You know, there's a lot of, uh, for kind of older students, um, some tree trimming that'll need to happen, um, some just cleaning up uh, inside. Um, We have some handrails that'll need to be repainted. Uh, So some deeds like that that are on campus. Uh, We also have our own garden um, plot over at Rosedale. And so we need to build some more compost and put the beds to bed um, for the winter time. And also just help out at the plot in general beyond our own plot um, for the rest of the garden. And then we have you know, our nearby Harvard Gulch um, that could always use some love and care for cleaning up and tending to. So just a few examples of what we might be up to. I know the, the fourth grade, might be a good resource for oh, building yeah. compost. We were on the farm, Vernon, you were with us too. Last Friday, that was already last Friday, um, and they were tasked with, on this farm, uh, Biodynamic Farm in Boulder, they were tasked with making a compost lasagna, I yeah, think they called yeah, it, layers right. of manure and onions, water, yeah. <laughs> muddy shoes and dirty hands. and. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's so nice, again, to be, uh, have access to a biodynamic mm-hmm. farm and where the kids can experience Yeah, not just the city, not just the mountains, but right. everything. Yeah. yeah, it was so interesting on that trip, too. There were, before we got started, there were a few that were acting a little squeamish, you know, with all the manure and the dirt and the mud and but then as soon as we were making the compost, not a single one of them flinched. <laughs> they grabbed those pitchforks and they grabbed those shovels and they went to it. Right. And uh, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. And uh, and then we, um, I know we did some potato harvesting. Um, they had this beautiful draft horse uh, or two draft horses that pulled a plow and the fourth grade followed behind and harvested all those potatoes in no time. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. So those children can do quite a lot. Nice. Yeah. Well, so tell us more about what the next, let's see, 10 days might look like. So the festival is October 4th. Um, this podcast will be presented next week. So this is, this is Friday the 24th now. Um, so what is the next, what are we doing in the next week or so to prepare. Yeah, so um, the teachers have been telling their classes kind of the story of the play. And then uh, depending on their age, you know, they may or may not actually read the script. 
um, or they might be told, you know, what their lines are and everyone's rehearsing their lines, uh, grades one through 12. It's not too many lines. It's pretty, pretty all right. And um, so in preparation and uh, there's also everyone needs, is color coordinated with their nation. So everyone will need to wear a specific color uh, to represent their nation. And then um, outside of that, uh, everyone's singing the song to prepare for the song. We'll be letting the teachers know which service projects they'll be working on. And um, I think that that'll, that's pretty much it until we get to the day. And so, and the pageant is a little different in that it's meant to be less as a performance and more as an experience. And so it's kind of like the students are the audience and the performers all, all at once. Um, and it's really about them having an experience of the story uh, while being part of it. Um, so it feels a little bit more like just life. And so, and then the service projects in there are critical elements in the story itself. And so we can't actually finish the story without them going and doing something. I wanted to see, we've talked so much about the song. Um, I'm not offering to sing here. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe we could, um, maybe you could recite the lyrics of the song. And Vernon, you're more than welcome to sing it if you like. I, what would didn't you have a recording you were just or no you're putting me on the I'm spot? putting you oh just to read just to read just to read the, the lyrics i'm not shy all right all right let's <clears throat> i don't know if i know a d right offhand <laughs> the autumn winds wail through the woods through branches and rushes and reed who is the rider on radiant light on the snowy white shimmering steed? In garments of gold he rides along, his face like the sun so bright. O Micaiah, lend us your starry sword, that the darkness of earth fill with light. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Thank you. 
Thank you. 